You're listening to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, the anime and otaku culture podcast that only gets older with age. Not better, just older. My name is Maddie, and I sure am a stickler for sitting around, but I'm not a stickler for sticking around. Hence why people don't stick around. I don't really know where to go with this. (laughs) Anyways, thank you for listening to this week's episode. This week's episode is going to be on anime that didn't hit the first time around, but when we went through the second time. They really hit. And what I mean by that in Pacific is kind of to quote a Fallout Boy song. I know you, things you never thought you'd hear on an anime podcast. To quote Fallout Boy from their song, Dead on Arrival. The songs you grow to like never stick at first. And these are all anime that definitely didn't stick at first. But as we went on, I kind of liked them. Um, it's more about the rewatch, actually, or the picking back up process, if that makes any sense. As far as this content goes, it's not the rewatch was better. It's more of that I put you, it's the anime you put on hold, and then when you came back to it, then you really were just like, hey, this isn't that bad. And I know some people might say, hey, that's just you getting to the good part of the anime, you dumb fuck. What do you mean? This is just anime watching. No, I mean, there are literally some anime that you, you put them down for a minute, and, and people may, may disagree with this. I kind of disagree with it now that I made the list and thought about it. But they're anime that you just aren't in the right space sometimes for. But when you come back later, I think they're just better. I think there are some anime that need to ferment with you. You know, maybe you get the first three episodes and you're like, okay, well, that was something that I I watched. I don't think I necessarily enjoyed it. But then you kind of go to other things. You come back and you're like, hey, I, I, I think that the time away for us has really rekindled our relationship. This is you talking to the anime right now. These are the animes I'm going to be talking about today. The anime that once I paused on them and came back... I said, okay, all right, I see what you're doing now. I'm really into you. And I think you're very wonderful and pretty. And we should have five kids and live out in the countryside. That's literally what I said on my anime. Actual discussion. Happens all the time. And you may or may not notice, but I have kind of a stuffy nose. So if uh, this sounds terrible, then hey, what can you do? I know what you can do. You can listen to something that doesn't have somebody with a stuffy nose. There's plenty of people out there like that but enough of the self-loathing that has routinely punctuated this podcast at every single turn i i'm going to talk about this anime but before i do that norm i normally like to talk about some of the things i've been doing how things have been going you know what where have things been going i'll tell you where things have been going they've been going um to places and i know that that sounds obvious but let's think about this not all the times when you're going do you head places. sometimes you go just to go and i'm dancing around the subject at this point so for actual the first time since like 2001 i've maintained a solid grasp on my seasonals at the time of this recording i have watched all three episodes of shangri-la frontier i've watched both episodes of the 100 girlfriends who really 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 like you i've i'm caught up on jjk but i i think we all knew that was going to happen if you listen to this podcast with any regularity ah, there's another one i'm caught up on but It escapes me right now. Anyways, I've been keeping on top of a lot of my seasonals. And I've been been consuming more and more. I am really, really uh, just enjoying the season. And kind of I think I'm in the right headspace to just consume TV en masse. So I really have been watching just a lot of anime. Just a lot of anime. I have actually, I've been really, really going down Gintama right now. And this will kind of tie into our future discussion because Gintama, spoiler alert, is on the list. Um, I've really been enjoying Gintama for what it is right now. I don't know if it was just that now I really kind of, uh, and I know that Gintama obviously changes later on. But right now, just the episodic comedic nature of everything has really been hitting well with me. It's a nice little just eat your dinner and watch show. I'm not, I'm still watching it, I'm engaged, but... I'm not actively stressed about it, if that makes any sense. You ever just, it's kind of like watching a sitcom. You know, you watch a sitcom TV show, something like, I don't know, How I Met Your Mother, Seinfeld, something of that ilk, and you're just not really well invested in it. You're just watching it for the sake of the jokes and the the humor and the characters that are there within. And that's kind of what my Gintama experience has been right now. A lot of it has just been me going, oh, this is funny. This is funny. Gintoki is cool. This is cool. I like the dog. And so everything's been kind of melding together, and I've been just really enjoying it at face value for what it is, at least at this point, at this juncture. It's just being a comedic show. So Gintama, I think I just, I think I watched like five episodes just yesterday alone, and I know some of you more powered up weebs will be like, only five episodes. 
But believe me, at this at this point in my um in my what could be called a career of doing podcasting, anime podcasting in particular, I have uh, burned myself out so many times that watching just like five episodes in a week, some weeks, was really honestly a true marvel for me. <laughs> so I don't know. I know some of you, some of the younger ones, will be like five episodes a day. Don't you mean five shows a day? And I just have to look at them and say, I remember when I was like that. You'll grow out of it soon. And move on. But yeah, I've really been into Gintama lately. I coming back to it after uh, after everything it has kind of just made me appreciate the humor more. And I think I'm really down for it right now. Outside of that, it's been kind of um, I've been kindly just weirdly picking up these OVAs that I've downloaded onto my hard drive. Um, there's a lot of them that I just downloaded at some point because I was thinking that I would you know I consume. A lot of uh, I'd consume a lot of just single one-off six-episode things because I really was just looking for those small investments, and I'm kind of surprised by just the sheer amount of quality that Past Matt downloaded, but never got around to watching. Not that I'm saying that I downloaded this anime. I'm just saying that there's a lot of anime that may be out there that I said, "Hey, I want to watch that," and it's not really readily available for me to consume. But if I was doing all this hypothetical talking, I would definitely tell you that. I'm shocked by the sheer enjoyment I got out of Crying Freeman, a, a show that a long time ago there was kind of plans for a discussion or something of that ilk, and it never really manifested, so it's just been something that I've been like, well, I'll get there someday, you know, there's a lot of, I've heard a lot of good things about this, but I have to say that I really enjoyed what I saw of Crying Freeman, and I was kind of just shook that it wasn't a full series, you know? Just the few episodes, just the the handful of episodes that are available. I said, "This is really great. Why didn't this go anywhere?" And obviously, I am not too knowledgeable on the nature of OVAs in the anime industry, especially as it concerns that time period. I'm not even like this time period. I don't know that much about it. It's not like I'm some sort of big wig. Just yes, I know all about the animus or anything like that. But I'm just kind of shook that this didn't go anywhere to be something on a larger scale. So yeah, Crying Freeman just really to just summarize kicks a lot of ass. You should go watch it. I literally thought that there was no home video release, but apparently there is pre-orders up for it right now. I was doing a little bit of research prior to this episode. So yeah, if you can, go check out Crying Freeman. Actually, go check out Gintama too. Go check out both of those. Those are really two two solid watches. Two diff- very vastly different things, but they have been the two things that have animated that have been really on my mind that haven't been just seasonal functions. Um... If you want to talk one more thing about seasonals, I literally just a few, just a day ago, I watched the latest episode, which was Yuji versus Chojo and Jujutsu Kaisen. And I, I always, when I see something that really marvels me, especially from a series that I have a known sort of, um, I have a known love for, I always feel like I need to step back and say, is this objectively good or am I just going to let my subjective love of this franchise just manifest some big old bias in me. And I really, after taking a step back, I said, no, that was a consistently action-packed, just vividly fun fight fight episode, just a hard fight episode. And the shots, the direction for all of it was just outstanding. Even as someone who has watched them, well, watched the manga, would you stupid dumbass read the manga? Even as someone who's read the manga, I was still impressed with just the sheer direction that MAPPA took to just handle everything in any way. And don't get me wrong, MAPA's still, still a bitch for all the things they do, especially as it relates to overworking their workers and making them sign NDAs and all that. But it's just, it was such a great episode. Just a visual spectacle. The lighting, the, 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 the colors for everything was just exemplary. I loved that episode. And I think if you haven't watched this episode by the time it comes out, well, duh, you should have watched it. Uh, you probably have, because you know you got good taste. You're listening to this podcast, ao. <laughs> no, but I definitely, I definitely think you should watch it. But I, 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 I would understand if I always try to think whenever I watch these anime, I think like I'm loving this. But also, when I recommend things, I'm always like, I bet the people that just won't like it. I try to recommend. I've actually, since I've been trying to man, like really be a better person about interacting with people about anime outside of my small little spectrum of online friends and all that. I've been trying to regularly, like, if I know somebody likes anime in real life, then I try to talk to them a little bit more, not be a little bit more closeted as I am about it, as I used to be, but really just openly engage. I mean, there's 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 not much time left on this earth. I might as well just be open and admit that I like anime to the 
to the people who surround me. Not that it wasn't obvious anyways, because I've I wear a lot of anime t-shirts, but you know, whatever. This is not enough talking about my fashion. That's be a really short podcast if it was me talking about my fashion, because I don't have any. <laughs> but um, I keep I keep recommending JJK to like my friends who do enjoy things like Demon Slayer and all that. And I don't know, I've never... Uh, the, these people, like these acquaintances, these close acquaintances, as old Audrey would say, um, I don't really know if they they've ever stuck with it. Nobody's ever really talked about it with me, uh, so I don't know if JJK really just landed for them. But regardless, um, we're trying to be more open out there about our weebiness, especially as we just accept our demise, we embrace our demise. I embrace the traumatic nature of my my future inevitability to just die. That's a lot of long, big words just to say that I've I've accepted my death is coming, be it 20 years from now, 10 years from now, or 10 seconds from now. This, if obviously it was 10 seconds from now, I don't think this podcast would be out right now, so spoilers alert for this podcast. Anyways, so I just, I don't know what happened to me, but just suddenly go like, yeah, death is coming. I don't have anything. Life is fleeting. Might as well just be open and honest more but with everything. But hey, that's that's just a life. If, if that's not the thing, style of life you want to pick, I'm not going to judge anybody. I'm just talking about me, and I need to talk more about me, and one of the things that me is really excited for at this point, at the time of this recording, is Super Mario Wonder. I am not an Nintendo, I'm not a Nintendork, and worship whatever Nintendo does, I fully embrace that all companies are evil, and Nintendo does a lot of questionable things, but still, just the fact that a new Mario game is coming out, and it looks really kick-ass, has me super excited, and I, I cannot, I cannot wait for it. I literally have been, I've, I've not, I've, I have a, I have a copy. I've not played it. It's just been one of those things that I constantly, there's been a lot, I've been really busy this week. I've been really busy for the past two weeks, hence why an episode didn't come out last week. I don't know if you care, but that's what happened, just so you know, because I care about you. And I think you should know that that's what happened. So, there you go. Um, and I'm just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on. I'm going to be going to Anime Weekend Atlanta next uh, next week. Um, I actually, if you are going to be at Anime Weekend Atlanta, and I'll probably just put an announcement at the top of this episode in case anybody cares, but I will be hosting, well, I'll be co-hosting a panel alongside Dan from the Otaku Host Club. Uh, Amelia and Dan can't make it to really host the panels themselves, so I will be I will be being both Jeff and Amelia. I really hope I can live up to the big shoes that both of them filled because they both got big feet. I don't I don't know what size their feet are. This is just a joke. Anyway, so if you're gonna be at Anime Week in Atlanta and you want to see what my face looks like, there you go. You, I think one of the panels is at like 11 a.m. on a Friday, and the other one is at 3 p.m. Uh, on Sunday. So those are definitely times to have a panel. I, I'm really looking forward to talking with Dan and doing all the doing these things. Dan is a really great guy. They're all great, but yeah, Dan, Dan's Dan's great. He's just such a great dude. You should definitely go listen to them. Should, so go do that as well. But I think that's really about it for me as far as things that have been transpiring this week. Uh, I've been, I've I've been, I've just been, man. I've just been. Last week wasn't so great. Hence why we just had a just another missing week episode. And I'm really sorry about that. I'm hoping that we'll get back on a regular schedule for too long. I know I've really let down a lot of people this year with just how, how the hiatus eyes, the everything, and I'm really sorry, guys. It's just there's been a lot going on in my life, and as we do solo things, it's really hard to just manifest the willpower to do these episodes by yourself. And I don't want to bother anybody, but I I say this routinely on like every single week. But I do appreciate all of you who stick around and listen to these episodes and hang out even though it's just me that really does mean a lot i love all of you guys you're absolutely the best thank you so much for giving me your time and letting me just chill out in your ears it really means a whole lot to me and i think we're going to take a little break here and move along to the actual core discussion for this week so uh stick around for this through this quick break uh bye bye see you in a minute Hey, it's Maddie here to talk to you about Boomslink. Boomslink is an anime lifestyle brand for fans who are looking for things a little different, and they actually mean it. They have phone cases, apparel, and prints with designs that I think are unlike anything that you're actually going to find out there. And I'm saying that as an actual sincere fan and not a, I'm talking about this for a podcast, blah, 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 fake fan. Boomslink and their artist P. Shinobi really bring a lot of style to their gear, and I love just showing off and talking about the merch I've gotten from them. 
I've bought two of their phone cases for both of my Google Pixels with the Mania and Ashura designs, and I've even gotten their Leo hoodie too. All their products have designs that my anime-loving friends and my non-anime-loving friends really get into, and I think once you see them, then you're going to feel the same way that I do. So, speaking of feeling the same way I do, I like saving money. And you can save some money by getting 10% off your order with Boomslink by using our coupon code Otaku Melancholy Podcast, all one word, at checkout. Or you can go to boomslink.com slash Otaku Melancholy Podcast and have the discount auto applied in your cart. That's a lot to type out though, so there's also a handy dandy URL link in the description of whatever platform you're listening to, but you don't have to type in that code or URL because hey, I care. I hope that you'll check it out and get yourself some great Boomslink stuff because it helps the podcast out too when you use that code and all. Thank you for listening to this. Let's get back to the episode. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the break, but if you didn't enjoy the break, then you can go to patreon.com slash otakumelancholy and support us for as little as $3 a month to get bonus features, including break-free episodes, as well as a super-secret Discord role for our super-secret Discord channel where you can talk about super-secret Discord stuff. You can also get your name shouted out at the end of every episode, and that's pretty cool as well. And you also just get the the pure good feeling of helping to make this podcast better and allowing us to have a website alongside other things. So thank you again for doing that. But some of the biggest help you can do is just listening to this podcast. It means a whole lot that you do it to me. Do it to me. I don't know. That's uh, some phrasing issues right there, Matt. Anyways, this week we're going to be talking about some anime that hit a little bit better when there was a when you got a little bit of space between it. I know that sounds really vague, and I ta- started I talked about it at the start of the episode. Um, but yeah, there's just some anime that when you give it time and you just walk back to it and try it again, it hits a lot better. And I know I think you know what I'm talking about. I definitely don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm gonna be talking about it regardless. So here we go. Here are just some of the anime that really didn't get it for me until I came back to them after a while. And maybe for some of these, I rewatched them from episode one. Some of these, I just started right back from where I was and said, well, here we go. We're not stopping now. So I'll kind of I'll kind of tell you about that as we go along. I've got 10 anime on this list. So hopefully uh, this will be a warranted, this will be a warranted point piece of discussion. And as always, anytime we have a subject like this, I would love for you to tell me about whatever topic that's going on that we're having for this week. I would love for you to email me, send me a message, hit me up on Twitter, hit me on up on Instagram, hit me up on anything. You know, you, if you want to do it, you can send me, if you can find my address, send me a letter. Hell, fuck it. Send some like smoke signals or some shit and I'll be just as content. I, I can't read smoke signals, so I'm not going to know if you're going to say some shit like, I don't know, sort on online sucks ass, but I'll still be like, hey, that's for me. And my probably a local community will be like, um, shit's on fire again, so uh, we're going to lose our minds once more. Anyways, I love it when you guys reach out and talk about the things you like and all that. I like it. So if you want to do that for any subject, that would be fantastic, but I'm not going to force you. You're your own person. You should do whatever you want. So first anime on my list of anime that didn't I didn't hit on the first time, that didn't stick at the very first time, is actually... Um, it's actually one that I think we've barely talked about as far as the show goes, but it is, uh, as Taco Melancholy goes, but it's Haikyuu. Now, here is the thing about Haikyuu. If you know about Haikyuu, you know what the premise is. High school volleyball. Uh, short dude who wants to be good at volleyball, but kind of short, so he has to just be fast. Um, and I'm going to be honest. My first rewatch of Haikyuu, I was not wholly in. And it was when I was actually in college. Like I was in college and I was dating a um I was dating a known Fujoshi, and yeah, yeah. Can you imagine watching Haikyuu with a Fujoshi? Not that there's anything wrong with being a Fujoshi, and not anything wrong with being like a fan of boys' love. There's not what I'm saying at all. But we, I was literally just watching this, going, "Hey, this is pretty good." And then constantly I was hearing, "Yo, those two fucking," and I was just like, "Well, now that you've said it, that's all I can see." That's all I can imagine. And then I was just like, well, now this has turned into a boys love show. And I'm not, um, I'm not gay. So I'm feeling like I can't invest. And so all my first real, my first real experience was Haikyuu, which was all of like five episodes. 
the thing I really remember is that they beat the blonde haired kid in a, their little practice match. And I said, good, they, good job. They beat the blonde haired kid. And then my Fujoshi partner at the time was like, yo, those two are fucking. And I was like, oh, okay, well, here we go. I can't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this anymore. But I kind of just eventually, they, we ended up not watching any more Haikyuu. Uh, mostly because they found Kuroko's basketball, which I think they found uh, more pleasure in doing that kind of thing with. Uh, I've watched all of like 10 episodes of Kuroko. And I was like, I've, I see a little bit more in Kuroko than I do in Haikyuu. But maybe that's just me. But I didn't really think anything about Haikyuu. It just fell completely off my radar. I didn't even think it got a, you know, obviously I was just like, did they get a second season? I don't care. Whatever. Does it have any second seasons? That doesn't matter to me anyways. Fast forward to today, however, and current Matt's got two cool cool buddies named Earthworm and JD. And they say, hey, Haikyuu's pretty good. And I say, well, I'm not calling you a liar, but I'm not calling you a truther either. And so that kind of prompted me to go and give Haikyuu another chance. And I said, hey... Without someone in my ear going, yes, to a gay and they fucking. I said, hey, Haikyuu's actually getting me really into it. And I got so into Haikyuu that I think I just ended up binging like the last nine or so episodes when they had their big tournament. I really was just, I was losing my mind. I think I actually watched this during COVID because I remember watching it almost entirely on my phone in bed. Just couldn't get out of bed. I was just watching episode after episode after episode. Great times. Great times COVID were uh, as far as if you wanted to be in your bed and watch anime. Not great if you were wanting to be alive and breathe for some people. Uh, not that I'm just, I'm just saying. Anyways, so um, it was a pretty great time to watch that. And I finished the first season and I said, ah, I'll get to the second season eventually. And then I never did. Which is kind of a shame because I got like, Two and a half high Q shirts somewhere. One of them came from Audrey, who gave me this nice little sweater. I really like it. And myself, who said, dang, I really like the show. I want people to know I like the show. I think I'm actually, I think I, and the Tather half shirt is that uh, it was a shirt that was too tight for me. So I ripped off the sleeves and it's now a muscle shirt. So just so you know, if you're ever in the area where I live, I might be working out with a high Q shirt on. So there's something for you to look forward to. Our dread. I think dread would be more appropriate of a response, but that's just me. Anyways, Haikyuu. Didn't stick on my first watch. Um, not due to Haikyuu's own inadequacies, but maybe um, maybe it was. Maybe Haikyuu should have uh, should have kind of just uh, distracted my um, distracted my partner at the time better. I don't know. Anyways, moving on to another anime that didn't hit on the first watch, and that is Fate Zero. And listen to me. Here's the thing about Fate Zero. I am a, I am a fan of Fate. I am a fan of Fate Stay Night. I am one of those nerds who reads visual novels that are longer than the, that are longer than the Lord of the Rings and the Bible combined. And Fate Stay Night, the original visual novel, is absolutely a monstrous read that absolutely begs you can give all your time to it because the magic systems are stupid. They're complicated. They're written by somebody who knows how the rules work and won't explain how the rules work to you. That is how Fate Stay Night's magic system works. And I know somebody's going to usually, whenever I say something bold and somebody just slides into my DMs or comments and says, if you think about it. And I'm like, listen, dude, I get in front of a mic every week and talk about anime. Obviously, the thing I'm doing is thinking. It's not. It's not. Spoiler alert. I don't think. But uh, Fate Stay Night was a pretty solid read. I really enjoyed it, especially when I got to the end of Heaven's Feel. I said, wow, that was really just, that's almost, it's almost literature. That's it practically is literature with just some of the writing and a huge just props to Mirror Moon who translated all that. So I just, I left it and I was like, I am a Fate fan. And then I mostly just became a Fate waifu fan and I played stuff like Fate Extra. All that, I was barely into it. And Fate Zero came out, and I just looked it over completely. But then, Fate Grand Order came over to this side of the world, with its quote-unquote global release, and I started playing a lot of Fre- Fre- Great Order, Fate Grand Order, and I said, hey, I really should give all these shows a chance uh, that I didn't give, and obviously I was not going to give Fate Stay Night by Studio Dean a chance. Uh, that was just not going to happen. So I said, hey, let's watch Fate Zero. And Fate Zero's first episode, uh, one of, if I made a, if I made, and I don't know if this is just me, 
or somebody else's experience, like somebody else's just thoughts on this. But if I made anime and, and a list of anime with some of the weakest first episodes that lied about the rest of the show, or that basically just really bad first episodes that don't tell you how great the actual show is going to be, Fade Zero would be on that. That first episode just goes on and on and on, and it feels like, I know it's a longer episode, but it's just such a slog to get through. Uh, just for some really great action and some really just great scenes of just and just there's so much greatness that comes in fate zero but unfortunately that first episode was just a sloggy schlog to get through i i ended up getting through it watching the next few episodes and saying yeah i don't i don't think i care at all and so i just never gave it any other thoughts but a few years come down the line, and I think this is also another COVID show. Early COVID, not like hard, do everything you want COVID. Or not, you know, what I'm saying is it was like early lockdown, but we didn't know what a lockdown really was as far as my area goes. So I, I gave Fate Zero a chance just because I was kind of in the mood for Fate, but I, I didn't want to watch anything else like all the stuff on Netflix or anything like that. And, you know, obviously there's a big birth. There's just a big birth of selection over there. So I just said, I'll give Fate Zero another chance. And I watched the first episode. Still thought it was a slog, obviously. Uh, but I, I, I get it now. I get that there's a lot of things they've got to... The stage really has to be set up for Fate Zero. And maybe the reason why it's a slog for me is coming off of uh, the visual novel Fate Stay Night, I don't need to be explained the premise. I don't need to be explained how any of this works. I know how it works. And the way that it's going feels a little bit over, just over explaining. But I, I think for somebody who is new to the franchise, which, you know, obviously Fate Zero has the, uh, has to risk that being part of the audience, they have to kind of go that route. So maybe that's one of the things that kind of just were negative marks for me. But on my rewatch or my second go around with it, I stuck through that and just said, I'm going to stick through this. We're going to go things. We're going to do this. And I really found myself once we kind of hit our stride. I really said, I'm loving this, this relationship that Emiya, uh, Emiya is having with, with the world that he's got to fight. And it was a really kind of intense thriller and I really liked it, but I, I don't know that first episode and those first following episodes just didn't manage to hook me on my first go around. And it kind of took that time away and that desperation of COVID times to say, Hey, we can watch this. We're going to get through it. And we uh, we finally did. So that's my Fate Zero. There's Fate Zero. I don't know if that's kind of a common opinion about the first episode, but that's my opinion on the episode, so it's common to me. So that has been Fate Zero on our list of anime that didn't stick at first. Let's move on to another popular anime that may... Um, that may I don't think it's going to rustle anybody to say this. But here's another anime that didn't really stick at first, and that would be Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Now, here's the thing. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, really cute show. Um, really great, um, really great show overall. You know, a great little slice of life mixed with fantasy elements. But on my first go-around of Kobayashi, I really was not... I really didn't know what to do with Moe shows. It wasn't that I was like a hard action fan or anything like that, that I was like, yes, anime must be action. It must be this thing. But I really just watched it and I was like, the lesbian dragons are not entertaining me. This cute stuff is not safe. It is not fulfilling my soul. So I just kind of just let it slip from me. I watched like five episodes, said, eh, let's go somewhere else. I'll come back to you never. And at the time... I think when Kobayashi was coming out, I usually, because it was such a, it was a weird time period when Kobayashi was coming out, I remember I didn't really have the means to watch anime regularly, so a lot of it was stuff I had to download and install on things, and I actually had like this really cheap tablet, like I'm talking about like a really cheap tablet, it was a stupid cheap tablet, I think it was a, I think it might have been like a really basic level fire, anyways, so I basically... Um, ended up just cracking this thing. Not really cracking. I don't think that's what you call it. But just installing a Play Store on it so I could like download things. I ended up downloading VLC and a few other uh, apps. And just install, just downloaded anime from this website that I think is... I think has long since been defunct. I haven't checked. I really don't want to check because if it's down, it's going to make me sad. But I would just directly download this anime. 
and just watch it on the go on my little crappy tablet. And Kobayashi was one of them. And Kobayashi never really managed to get me. It was, you know, an, uh, it's kind of a nice little fluff show. It is entertaining. It's a beautiful show, obviously. Uh, but it just didn't hit me. So I just left it on my tablet and said, I will watch you later, if ever. But cue like a year or two down the line. And on the way, I went to a trip to the beach, which is a rarity for me because I'm not like a very big very big beach boy. But now I guess I probably would be a beach boy. The beach, does, it sounds kind of nice now. It's getting a little bit chilly out. Anyways, not a big beach boy. But when I was down there, I was like, hey, I'm going to watch some anime and just have a good old time and all that, and then the hotel Wi-Fi was shit, so I couldn't download anime, so I just had to watch what was on my old shitty tablet, and Kobayashi was there, all the Kobayashi, and I said, well, Kobayashi, if this is what I've got, this is what I've got, and so um, I picked Kobayashi back up, and I was like, I think, what is this? This is just what I needed. It's just what I need, just what I needed, Uh, but (laughs) seriously. I think it was kind of just what I needed at the time when I was on this comfy little beach trip because I was just sitting there just so enraptured in what Kobayashi was doing. Uh, I literally was just like, oh, this is, this is a thing. This is nice. This is, this is cute. And I really got, I was really able to suck it in. I was kind of just the fact that it could be a relaxing little anime for me at the time was, was really great. So, you know. I don't know. Maybe this entire subject could just be anime that was watched at the wrong time by Matt, and he's going to tell you his dumb opinions on it. But Kobayashi was definitely victim of it. Didn't stick at first, and I just said, I don't care, and dropped it completely, which is such a shame because now I feel like Kobayashi really is just an iconic anime. I see so many people have icons for it. I see it just revered, and it really deserves it. It is such a cute little slice of happiness that I really really need to get around to watching season two, but... I don't know, I just haven't been in the mood. I just haven't been in the mood for wholesome stuff. I've just been kind of in the mood for just making my brain not have to work. Um, so, yeah. That's Dragon Maid. Dragon Maid, um, didn't give a shot. But thanks to the thanks to the local beach, I found out that I actually did like Kobayashi. And the, and when the doctor said I didn't have any have worms anymore, that was the happiest day of my life. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Simpsons. I should have mentioned that at the top of the episode. Anyways. Next up on this list of anime that didn't stick at first is going to be one that I don't think I've talked too much about outside of like one seasonal thing. And that is my teen romantic comedy, Snafu. Now, here's the thing about this one. As many of these shows, you'll find out that I watched one or two seasons and said, I think I'm good. Um, when the third season came around, or this, or the fourth season came around, uh, that's going to be kind of a common trend about this, and this is not my fault, it is just the fact that my attention span has been destroyed over years of being allowed unlimited access to video games and other forms of media, and then just choosing not to focus on anything at all. But my teen romantic comedy snafu, my first watch of it, my first, like, watch of, I didn't even finish three episodes, I literally could not stand how insatiably insufferable Hachiman was. And maybe this is just, like, is this a common opinion? I don't know. And I think, you know what, I think it is. But Hachiman is not a prize for either one of these girls. Both Yui and uh, Yukino kind of, both of them don't, should not be interested in Hachiman. He's just a cynical piece of crap. And he's just kind of awful in a lot of ways. So, on my first watch, I kind of said, is this supposed to be the character I like? Am I supposed to root for this character? He's so jaded and in high school. I, I, I get that. I was also insufferably cynical in high school. But I couldn't handle Hachiman. And I couldn't handle the fact that these two characters were obviously going to be falling for him. Especially Yui. Yui does not... Yui should, uh, the entire time I was like, I I want Yui to win because it's what Yui definitely wants. But at the same time, Yui, do so much better, girl. Um, so I kind of, on my first like watch of the first two episodes, I kind of just said, yeah, this is not funny enough for me to care about the fact that Hachiman's here. And Yukino's kind of casually pissing me off as well. So Yukino and Hachiman in tandem just 
kind of frustrated me and I barely saw any Yui either so I was just like is this going to be these two just casually existing with one another I'm not going to be down for it I don't I cannot I do not like this and I do not think I'm going to like either one of them either so I just said snafu more like pafu get the f get, get out of here so I just I didn't give it a chance I really didn't give it a chance but cute later on I was in <laughs> <laughs> By later on, I mean like two years or three years. I was like in a weird depressive state where I was just like, I just want high school romance stories. I need these sweet little high, high school romance stories. And I said, well, Snafu is here. I remember I didn't like Hachiman and I didn't like Yukino. But here we go. Let's give it another shot. And I gave it that sit down, that really just sit down. I think this is another one of those shows that I watched within like a one sitting period I know I eventually ended up getting the light novels just because they were on sale on right stuff for at one point, and I just I enjoyed reading. I enjoyed reading it a lot more than I enjoyed watching it. This is one of the few instances where I think that is true, uh, not just me saying that because I can remember the book more vividly than the anime. But I was really just um, on my rewatch. I just said, you know, I really can see where Hachiman's going through for a little bit. I, I, I I'm, I'm older ish. I'm a little bit more wise, I'm a little bit wiser, and I can say, yeah, this is definitely what a high schooler would be like, I guess, so I'll give you, I'll give you the benefit of that doubt, Hachiman, you can just do whatever, be cynical, be jaded, say your stupid crap or whatever, just please don't touch my Yui, and um, I watched the first two seasons, and I said, hey, that's all we got for now, and then the third season came out, and I got spoilers for it, and I said, well, I don't know what to do with this information anymore. <laughs> So I never watched it. And I think that literally we did a seasonal episode with Amelia where Amelia did watch it or something like that. And we just talked spoilers about it. Um, and I had barely seen like an episode or two or something like that. And I was just like, I'll just fake this because I've already know what happened. So whatever. Shrug shoulders. Let's just keep going and fake it again. Um, but yeah, Snafu just was not the first time. First time was not it. And maybe that is uh, Hachiman's fault and Yukino's fault. Maybe maybe I don't know maybe they just deserve each other but don't touch my Yui <laughs> alright so Snafu was another one of those shows that just didn't hit at first um, but here's another one that may be it for you maybe you've heard of this one I don't really know if it's popular or not It, I feel like it is but another show that didn't really nail it immediately for me and I had to come back to it later and rewatch and kind of reabsorb was The World God Only Knows now, if you don't know about The World God Only Knows, then, hey, what are you doing? It's a pretty solid show. But I was kind of, um, it was kind of one of those shows that I, Kiri was like, you should watch this. I really like it. And, you know, I was going to be like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it because you want me to watch it. We'll just do this. We'll just do this thing and I'll enjoy it and fake to enjoy it, whatever. And on the first three episodes, I just was kind of like, the first three episodes, it's all, every single thing is kind of like a little mini arc, really. Each arc is about a girl, and he's basically got to, like, make them fall for her, or the demons, whatever. I can't even remember it, because it's been so long ago since I've watched it at this rate. But those first six episodes were just so formulaic, and just so just, yeah, there's another trope being dissected by this kid who's just like, yep, I am a, I can, I am the god, the girl, god, girl game master. Look at me, ha ha ha, otawiaboo jokes, otaku jokes. This is a great show, is it not? Don't you like visual novels, fellow kids? And I said, yes, I did like it. They're kind of like visual novels, whatever. What are you talking about? I don't really care. And so I wasn't wholly invested. But then I, I don't remember about the third girl. For some reason, for some reason, I was really just invested in that third girl. And I was just like, this might be the show. This might be the show. And I must obviously the third girl was not really sticking it was not really that impressive if I can't even remember her, but whatever she was doing was really great because that's when I kinda said, This hey, hold on. Maybe I let them cook and they're cooking up a delicious meal. So I was kind of ready for it at that point. Um But I just don't know. I don't remember what that third girl had going on for her, so maybe this is just me talking about my ass, and you listener probably like, Of course it's you talking out of your ass. That's what you do every single day, Matt. And I'm like, oh, well, you didn't have to point that out. But there you did. <sighs> I don't know. But it just didn't It just didn't hit that first time. Just that first time. Not enjoying it. 
didn't didn't enjoy just sat there and went yep we're doing we're talking about otaku culture stuff that's so cool so cool so cool <laughs> i don't know i think my brain's kind of low-key melting over the over the past 40 minutes we'll 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 figure this out together we'll figure this out together chat but yeah, the world God only knows. I don't even remember where you can watch this. I don't even remember how you watch this. Do you watch it with your eyes or do you watch it with your feelings? <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to our next show. Another show that maybe this is a hot thing to say. I don't know. I never know what's really spicy with you guys. It feels like the things I think are spicy are not really spicy. But then I say something like, oh, that's spicy. And another anime that just did not hit at first until I came back at a later date and kind of reabsorbed it was the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Now, oh, shocked and shocked and appalled sounds from all from all the crowd. Listen to me. I did not skip part one and I did not skip part two. And maybe this is like, I don't know, maybe this is a hot subject. But those two are the weakest. They're so weak as far as just sheer entertainment goes. I don't know if this is a hot topic again. But part one, that first season of the anime, just absolutely finished part one with Jonathan and said, is this is this it? Is this just going to be it? And then part two happened. And I said, okay, uh, fair. Okay, here, new character. That's really cool. And we got into the first few intro scenes, and I said, I, I like Joseph. He's way more entertaining than Jonathan ever was, but I still don't care about these battles at all. How does Hamon work? What does Hamon do? And Hamon was like, I can't tell you that. You got to figure it out for yourself. Hamon is the way of your heart. Whatever. Sunlight does whatever. And I said, I don't, I don't really care. I don't care about these fight scenes. I was like, this art style is cool. The art direction's neat. But I just wasn't, I just didn't care. We basically got to the point where Joseph was about to go training with Shija. And I said, I don't, I don't care about this at all. Not one single bit. And I just, just dropped it. I, I literally think that the, the weird thing about this was that my, um, the Fujo partner, Fujoshi partner that I was talking about bought, uh, bought this on like DVD at like I think like Target or something, which was so weird to see it at Target. But they bought it because they really like JoJo, and it was just I watched it to you know show my support, be the supportive person that I am, and I didn't care. I just didn't care, and I just wanted to be supportive. And then we we got to we got to that point, and I was just like, hey. We can stop here. Uh, I'll watch it with you later. And later never came. That was my inevitable stalling technique at the time. Let's watch it later. Hoping and praying that later never came. To this day, I still kind of use it with all things. I'll be like, hey, let's talk about this later. And then I'm just like, maybe hopefully later will never come. And anyways, besides besides that. So later did indeed uh, never come. But we, fa- we flash forward a few I think and I even with a year later eventually things kind of fell off between the both of us and I was just left to my own devices and I said you know at the time I think part four was had just been announced or something like that and I said yeah I, I'll go ahead and people tell me that part three kind of drags but it's when the iconic things like stands come out and I said I'll just force myself through it and if I don't really like this then I'll just say well I watched the first season I didn't care and maybe I'll try the third, the next season because that's got stance and all that. But after I kind of pushed through the training, the training thing, kind of, I put myself in, um, I was kind of, I had a lot less free time when I came back in to watch JoJo. And I feel like one of the things that comes a factor with all forms of entertainment, if they take up your time and you feel like your time wasn't really well rewarded to something that pays off, you're not going to enjoy the fact you have to use your time to get that payoff. For example, if you're building to this big climactic moment, then the small little moments will feel really good in retrospect. But when you go into the workforce and you find yourself deprived of free time, sometimes when you find that your free time was just given up to scenes that meant nothing in the grand scheme of things, and obviously this is just this is just an example. Jojo obviously doesn't just do that. At least not till part three where you got fights with a giant mirror and the car. That the, that kind of just becomes a little bit like, why am I doing this? But 
over when those kind of events happen where you got to like give up your time uh, for build up and you're in the workforce and you only got so much time, then you kind of a little bit bitter and burned out. And that's, that's kind of what I think happened to part one and two with me. I was having to watch them and the build ups to those points, which again, I, I'll read, I'll re rethread my sentence into a better line to a better stitching or whatever. But JoJo part one and part two do feel kind of like in some ways a little bit of a setup when you know that the stundo power is going to be there. I don't know. Maybe this, this is my own personal opinion. If you don't agree with it, that's fair. But it feels kind of in some regards that these are just like setups for that. But you can't skip them because if you skip if you skip them, then the JoJo fairy will come into your house in your sleep and rip off your testicles or breasts, whatever, whatever you you whatever is important to you. They rip it off. So that's kind of the that's kind of just the issue there. But that's just my opinion, and that's just my opinion. That's just a game opinion. <laughs> nah, but eh, JoJo. I forced through though. I got through it. I became a better person because of it. And speaking of things that uh, I became a better person, um, let's just go ahead and tie it back to what I was talking about earlier and go about Gintama. Now, um, obviously this is a recent development, so who knows where we'll go from here. But on my first watch of Gintama Waves, I think it's so long ago. It was whenever I just finished Sket Dance. So Sket Dance is a mangaka, uh, Kenta, Kento, um, I forget their name. Uh, they're also the mangaka of Astro Lost in Space and Witch Watch. Um, they basically finished Skate Dance, um, but before that, they had worked under uh, the mangaka of Gintama, and there's a lot of the same DNA infused with that. Skate Dance is obviously a little bit more comedic based with a light, uh, light story threads throughout. So watching that, I said, Gintama's just more of the same, isn't it? It's just gag with a little bit of story through uh, threaded throughout it, but it's obviously science fiction. There's a lot of things there. So I was watching it. And I wasn't getting into it. I was like, these gags are funny. This is fun. I like Gintoki. But I just never, um, never really clicked. But I think the fact of the matter was also when I was doing this, the Shogun assassination arc or whatever it was I went on to. And I was like, oh, that looks so cool. And I've just got to get through 500 episodes to get there. And I just, I kind of, I saw the distant future of what I wanted to get to. And I saw where I was. And I was like, I don't want to be here. I want to be over there. But I've got 500 miles to go, so I don't think I'm really going to be into it. The gags aren't funny enough to make me want to get there. You know, I don't want to sit through all this. If, if I don't want to sit through all this when I know that the destination's going to be over there. And it's really cool, but I still got to go through 500 episodes. So I kind of just gave up on Gintama without giving it really the dedication it needs. And just kind of going like, the gags are funny, but I don't know if I can sit through all these episodes to get to here. And I just eventually think I faded away from it. But now we're here, and I'm... I didn't rewatch the episodes. <laughs> I said I get the jokes, I get the premise. I don't need to rewatch these episodes. So maybe my enjoyment is a little bit of an asterisk because I didn't care enough to watch the first 24 or 20 episodes that I'd originally gone through. I said I get the jokes, I know who these characters are, I know that this is the joke here, I know that this is the joke here, this is funny, whatever, let's keep going. And now that I'm back in Gintama, I'm kind of like, yeah, these jokes are really funny. I shouldn't be thinking about getting to the the Shogun assassination arc. I should just be enjoying the moment. And I feel like that's kind of what Gintama would, the lesson in Gintama is, is to enjoy the moment, not the, the, the where you're going, I guess, is kind of uh, the lesson in Gintama from the 20, like the 30 or so episodes I've seen at this point. Gintama, the lesson is to enjoy the now, not the how. But I don't, I don't know, 30 episodes in, I'm not even like, what, I'm not even like a third, I'm not even like a, I'm not even like a, a 15th of the way through, it's just like, it's crazy, but I'm enjoying myself, and uh, coming back to it, and being able to just savor the flavor of now, I, I think it's a lot better, and I think the jokes are kind of hitting a little bit harder too, as a, uh, as a dinner show, and as a just casual kill time show, but I don't know, anyways, Gintama kind of, it's, it's good, you should, you should give it. You should give it a try. I think you should give it a try. I would give it a try, but I've, you know, I'm already there. Uh, so let's move on to another show that didn't hit it first, and this is actually uh, this is actually due to the people that I was um, 
having to deal with as I watch the show, and that show is Attack on Titan. Now, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know that we did a whole series about Attack on Titan called Attack a Talk on Titan, which was a weekly discussion of the episodes that came out during season four, and it'll probably never be revived again. I just, <laughs> not doing that by myself. So, um, when Attack on Titan came out, I was just a wee young lad, and I was, you know, just finding anime that all my friends would enjoy was a rarity. Um, my friends really had kind of an eclectic piece of taste, and I mean by eclectic, I mean like some like Naruto but not Bleach, and some like Bleach but not Naruto, and nobody liked One Piece, because at the time, it was just, One Piece hadn't like really set off over here, I guess, but we were all little wee lads, and, um... Attack on Titan came out, and I think there's some anime historians who would actually say that that's during the peak of the streaming age, when it, uh, Attack on Titan really hit the hit the waters over here. Um, I, I don't really, I know there's a video about this entire thing, but I can't bring up my mind. I mean, it's like, it's just something like Sword Art Online and Attack on Titan are kind of like the the anime that really benefited from the, the advent of the streaming age. I don't know if that's true. I'm not an anime historian, although it would be cool to be one, I'd imagine. But Attack on Titan came out at a time when I was really kind of a weirdly consuming anime. I had seen, I had come off my little hiatus and I'd watched Steins Gate and I thought that that was the best thing ever and um, I still think it's one of the best things ever. So um, you come off of that and you just don't know where you're going to watch things and your fan, your friends are all just either pro show or extra pro show and then and you don't really know where to go, and then you see Attack on Titan, and Attack on Titan, those first few episodes, you you think, oh, that's a really cool premise, oh, that's really horrifying, oh, I really like where this is going, and I was, um, I was a little bit jaded, um, not as jaded as I became, and not as jaded as I'd remained deep down, but I, about the time that Aaron came back, and he became, you know, Steven Tyler, the Titan, I was, um, I was just, I just thought that the show was going to just go full on Battle Shonen. Um, I thought it was losing every single thing that I liked about it. And obviously I should have given them more chance, but Jaded Cynical Matt said, no, this is dumb. Those first episodes didn't happen. The first enjoyment I had was fake. This wasn't real. Our relationship was a lie. And so I just kind of just fizzled out on that, <laughs> that end. Much to what was very unfair to Attack on Titan, because obviously Attack on Titan went to a whole new direction that I could not have seen back then. <laughs> um, but that first watch, I was just so jaded, just so lost in just what I thought anime could be, and what anime should be, even though I'd seen like not even like 50 anime at that point, thinking I was some kind of fucking elitist prick. Anyways, so I just didn't enjoy that. But we come back to just like, I think it was, when did we do that first thing? I think it was 2020. Time is an illusion. Time is an illusion that's just really sucky. It feels like it was just yesterday that we covered the show, the first three seasons, but obviously it wasn't. So then Audrey and I were like, yeah, we're going to cover all of Attack on Titan. And we were just, you know, I was watching that first season and I finally got to that point And I was like, actually, this kind of low-key is really cool and i just consumed it on mass and i mean i i got all the i mean i got all the manga over there because i was really just so enraptured with what attack on titan was doing when the fourth season hit and i was just like i want to support somebody's drug habit so i bought all of it used and uh it was um i think it's a good purchase because i've only read like all of six volumes but hey what can you do but my first watch of Attack on Titan, my jaded, cynical, youthful self said, this is shit, this is Kuso, this is bad, this is gonna be a battle shonen, I don't like battle shonens, and obviously like 2020 Matt would have said the same thing, but that dude's also kind of a same, he's the same bucket of dickheads, just let people enjoy things, Matt, just do that, just let people love the things they love, and now here, it's just, should have done that, should have done that instead, but my first rewatch of Attack on Titan was really marred by the fact that I just didn't want to give it a chance, and judge it accordingly. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, Attack on Titan didn't hit, just didn't hit on that first go through. Um, moving right along to our next anime that just didn't hit. 
on my list of 10, just in case you forgot that there was going to be 10 of these. The next anime that kind of just missed completely on my first go-through, but watching at a later date just really stuck with me. And I know I'm repeating the premise a lot, but i got to remind you because it's a, it seems even a silly premise to me. And that is Doodadada. Um, and the reason, Doodadada, Doodadada was recommended to me. This is just another youthful, in, my youthful indiscretions being stupid and just being childish. Doodadada was recommended to me as after I finished Steins Gate, somebody said to me, if you like Steins Gate, you'll like Doodadada. And, uh, kind of, I can see that. I'm not sure if I can, but I said, okay, I'll watch this. And Doodadada, if you don't know, has a lot of characters and there's a lot of things going on. It's not complicated by any means. It's really not, you know, like you look at things from an overhead perspective. Doodada isn't particularly going, you know, there isn't, it's not like a tangled, the tangled lies we weave or the tangled stories we weave. It just, it's not that. And the kid me was like, it's clearly too complicated. I'm, I just came off Steins Gate and I've got big brain power and you don't get Doodada. That was really stupid. And I didn't really like the characters at all. I liked Kida Masaomi, and that was it. I didn't like anybody. I wasn't particularly interested in Big Strong. Big Strong Man or Ihizaga. I just didn't care about him. And I wanted, I just, I wasn't invested. And my kid, my like childish brain was just, this is stupid. This is like a soap opera for weeaboos. I don't understand why there's so many characters and everything's so complicated. This is dumb. This is a dumb show for dumb people, and I don't like it. And I also don't care about Japan enough. <laughs> I really didn't. I was like, I like anime, but I don't need to know about Japan to like anime. And so just do that, and I didn't hit. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but that really was what the younger version of me was like. He's a total tool. Hate that guy. Hate the present day Matt, too, but whatever. Uh, so that kind of all happened. And, um, yeah, so the first watch just didn't hit for me, but I came on later, um, I actually was gifted, like, uh, a copy of the first, the first light novel, and I don't know what, I I read through it, and I said, oh, hey, this is actually kind of cool, and so I watched the anime, and I think the anime absolutely has got a lot of things just going off of it that the books just did not my personal opinion, and again, not everybody reads light novels, so keep, just shut me up sometimes, just literally go into my house and tell me to shut up, because it feels like that's what I say, like, the light novel, but the light novel, but the fight novel, because I'm gonna fight you, man, oh my god, that was the loudest notification ever, <laughs> anyways, what I'm trying to say is that I came to do da 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 later, after reading, a, like, reading some of the novel, and I was just like, hey, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. I like how all the characters are interacting with each other. This is really this is really fun to see how these stories work together. And I enjoyed it. I really liked it. But that first watch, this stupid brain, when your brain's in the wrong space, there's always a chance that you're just not going to pick up on the best parts of these shows. And Doodadada kind of suffered from that for me. And I st- I never finished <laughs> talking about how great Doodadada is. But guess what? I never finished it. Um, so there you go. How good can it be if I didn't finish it? I really do need to get on and finish it. The last thing I remember, uh, the last thing I remember happening was like Ryugamine. I think got, st- I think he got, I think he got stuck. Well, I think that might be a spoiler. <laughs> anyway, some bad stuff happened <laughs> to Ryugamine. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Let's move along to my final, my final show that I really didn't give a good chance the first time. It didn't hit the first go around and then I came back to it and I was like, dang, this is the show. This is the show. And you, if you listen to this podcast, you probably have an inkling of what it is. Despite being one of my favorite things of all time of anime, whatever, Jujutsu Kaisen. Now you can go back to our old episode where we talk about Jujutsu Kaisen and I cast it off as a Naruto clone <laughs> which is the stupidest thing ever and it's so stupid because it's Fushiguro and I'm like Fushiguro is such a Sasuke clone and so is Naruto because he's got Sukuna in him what a clone of Naruto I think this show is lame Gojo looks like Kakashi this is the lamest show this is the stupidest show ever and I just did not give it a chance <laughs> 
<laughs> like I didn't even see I didn't even see Itadori's like you know when Itadori gets murdered <laughs> gets murdered I was just like lame Naruto clone go why don't you go to the bus station and get on a new bus the bus off the bus to fuck off town uh, so I just didn't give Jujutsu Kaisen a solid chance and that's really unfair because now it's one of my favorite things ever. And the only reason why I gave it another chance is because there's just so many people talking about the the end of the first core and really hyping it up to me about how dark it gets. And I was like, well, I do like dark things. And it, uh, it just enough people telling me enough times to watch something will eventually work. I assure you. So there's that. Use that information for what you will. But JJK, I just thought it is such a Naruto clone and some people I know will obviously say well it's a Naruto clone Matt it's such a big Naruto clone but that first watch I really did not have that thoughtfulness to separate this from what it was you know like you want to think everything's a clone you kind of always at least I've always tried to be like yeah I think I know what I'm talking about but generally I don't and thinking it was a Naruto clone was one of the biggest... It was a pretty bad take. It was an awful take on my end. And um, that's the podcast as a whole. Awful takes by Matt. They're practically curated and made for you. Um, but yeah, it didn't work. It, no, I, now it's one of my favorite things ever. And I've got like a, all the pop-up parades over there. I will have all the pop-up parades over there on my little table. You can't see my table, but I can see my table. And that's what matters. <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, it just didn't hit. And I hate that I didn't give it that chance because now it's one of my favorite things ever. And this just proves that for all these anime, all these shows, you need to give it a chance. You need to pause. You need to like maybe take a break from it sometimes. I just don't know. You need to, and this is obvious, like everybody's like, you're going to say like, well, duh, Matt. Oh, go to things with an open mind. Now, what are you going to tell me next, Matt? To, to be thoughtful, to be, to be, to think to use thoughts, it's not stupid. I'm not gonna do that. Um, but I did do that. Do that. Do that. You should do that. I think you should do it. Do it. Do it. I can't believe that that Ben Affleck. Is it Ben Affleck? Who's Ben Affleck? Who's the dude with the Who's the dude with the ears? Ben 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 Sagel? Is that his name? I'm just gonna look up Ben with the big ears and see if that pulls up with the Ben with the. Been with the big ears actor. Who is that? Adam Godley. That's not who I think that is. It was Ben Stiller. How could I have forgotten Ben Stiller? Anyways, yeah, Ben Stiller. Who could believe that that came from a Starsky and Hutch with Ben Stiller in it? How did I forget the Ben Stiller? Who is this? Adam Godley. Oh, he does got some ears, doesn't he? <laughs> not that... Sorry, Adam Godley. I don't think you're listening to this, obviously, but you do have some. Man, dude, you you got you can pick up AM FM radio with that. That's probably a mean thing to say, Matt. His ears. I'm just staring at his ears. Go Google Adam Godley if you don't know who that is. You probably do, and I'm just being foolish. Oh, jeez. Those are pretty good ears now that I'm staring at it. Oh, he was Elliot from Breaking Bad. That's why he looks familiar. What was I talking about? <laughs> Normally when I get on this bad of a tangent, I just pause the recording so I can just finish it by myself. But good lord, what a tangent that was. Anyways, Adam Godley's ears. Great things. Great things from Adam Godley's ears. And don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Let's look up how to pronounce Adam Goodley. Is it Goodley? Is he? He's English. So it might be Goodley. He was born in Buckinghamshire. What a name. England is so cool uh, outside of some of the things they do. But yeah, so really going to things with open minds. That's the lesson from this episode. Going to things with open minds and give things second chances. Give everything a second chance. Your ex, they didn't mean to hurt you. Give them a second chance. Your parents, um, they didn't mean to hurt you either. Give them a second chance. Give everything a second chance until it inevitably hurts you again and you give up on it and you decide that second chances were never meant for you. Do it until that happens. That's how what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the same thing, and I hope you'll do the same thing. Give everything a second chance. Give this podcast a second chance next week when it has a better episode. <laughs> when it has a better topic for the episode. Give it a chance then. I'm sure you'll like it. I'm sure you'll like it more. So, uh, there you go. There you go. 
I'm glad you hung out with me and listened to this just aimless, uh, aimless episode. It means a whole lot that you did it. I really appreciate you for just listening to these podcasts irregularly, irregularly. It doesn't matter. Just listen to the episode. As I keep saying, I'm like George R.R. R. Martin from South Park. <laughs> and just keep reminding you that the dragons are coming. The dragon, of course, being Audrey. Um, so we can have some more regular episodes like we did. But what, I'm hoping that that'll come back soon and we can hang out all like we used to. And uh, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Multiple Times. I'm going to thank you one more time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any things you want to contribute to this discussion, I would always love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on our website at otakumelancholy.com. You can email us at uh, you can email us at otakumelancholypodcast at gmail.com or otakumelancholy at gmail.com. I really get them confused. Or you can just send us a message, like I said, on otakumelancholy. Or DM us on Twitter, Instagram, Probably not Instagram, I won't check that, or Facebook for that matter. But if you DM me there, eventually I'll see it. But I would love to hear from you and whatever you have to say about anime that you gave a second chance and ended up actually liking it. I would love to hear that from you. And I uh, I would love to hear just if you're doing good. How's the weather over there? It's doing great? I hope so. Weather over here is fair. Anyways, this has been Matt of Otaku Melancholy. I'll see you guys next week, unless I have another, unless I get overworked. But hey, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Otaku Melancholy podcast. You can go to our website at otakumelancholy.com to see the links to all our episodes, past, present, and future, as well as all our social media, like for Twitter, I'm not calling it X, Facebook, and Instagram. Our opening and ending music is Koishi by Deoxys Beat with additional sounds added by me. And our podcast artwork is by Sinful Scientist. If you want to go the extra mile and help power this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash otakumelancholy and support us for as little as $3 a month to get ad-free episodes, bonus content, a super secret Discord channel and roll, and your name shouted out at the end of every episode like these fine folk here. I'd like to thank Anime of the Week, Chris S., Cream Puff Coon, Garth Egg, Earthworm the Anime Brother, Ikea Plant, Jalvin, and Steered Marlin for being our patrons and giving power to the pod. I've been Maddie signing off for another week. Thank you for listening. Gambate.